Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We are featuring Benny Grunch in a bunch tonight. Today, excuse me, Tan Trung released his uh, podcast where he interviews uh, Benny Grunch. You definitely want to check it out. It is very entertaining. We talked to Tan earlier in the show. And I just want to remind folks that we'll have Santa Claus on tomorrow for three hours. We'd love to have your kids call in and talk about who's naughty, who's nice, what they want from uh, for Christmas this year. It's always a lot of fun. A lot of folks text in and say it's their favorite show of the year. I would agree. Uh, you know, it's uh, with with all due respect to my present guest, Raphael, going at you, but Rafi, you just don't you just don't match up to Santa Claus. I'm sorry, buddy. Oh, I, yeah. Look, I'm a grandfather, and uh, I just got back from visiting my my five year old's Christmas play, and uh, I I wouldn't trade that. I wouldn't even try and compete with with uh, you know, children in, in Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, I knew you were a smart man. <laughs> Rafi, I want to lay something out. There's a, there's a lot of discussion going on as to um, the level of the commitment of Governor-elect uh, Jeff Landry, which I believe to be very strong. But the execution of same, I think, is going to be critical. And I'm one that always thinks about the long term as opposed to the short to midterm. And if we're going to create a new troop here, I, I firmly believe in order to maintain uh, that long-term commitment, they have to own something. There needs to be, I believe, a piece of geography that they are responsible for that is not so easily abandoned in a time of budgetary constraints or otherwise, because um, I understand how this political process works. And I don't know that a lot of folks are thinking on that level about this. But if you created a new troop, and let's just say you gave them the French Quarter for argument's sake, you get an organization, you allow them to provide first responder services to that defined geographic area. It allows reassignment of the existing personnel to other districts, roughly about 60 people, um, you know, which helps with the human capital staffing uh, issue that we have, that we know that we're going to have for at least another five years, if not more. It reduces the need for promotions, stabilizing the numbers that you have of frontline officers because you would be transferring rank out as well. It would slow that process down, which gives you the opportunity to breathe as you're trying to pump numbers through uh, the training academy uh, 
and I just think it creates a much more stable formula to moving through this transitional process of uh, ultimately getting to the numbers that we need to get. But I think this is a challenge in law enforcement that's not going to go away uh, anytime well, soon. I hear the logic of, of what you're saying, but I think that, uh, and, and you, you probably focused on this more than me, but I'm not aware of any other troop that owns a piece of the parish that, you know, they're policing, uh, you know, in their territory. And I think that if you carve out the French Quarter and, say, the central business for the state police, I think you are not maximizing what I would hope would be uh, what the state police would bring to New Orleans. Because, essentially, if the state police are going to be responsible for the 8th District, which is the French Quarter area and the CBD, then that means that they're going to be doing that, and they're not going to be working as closely with the NOPD as I would think that uh, they will under what I would like to see happen, what I believe is going to happen. So go back to the governor's press conference when he announced the working arrangement with the district attorney's office. It was disclosed that uh, the attorney general's office was going to handle cases that were made by the state police. So crime as we know it is citywide. And the two most problematic areas of the city are going to be the 7th District and probably the, the 6th District. Uh, and so if crime can be reduced in the 7th and in the 6th District, I believe that those two districts are responsible for 50% uh, of the homicides that we've had so far this year, or close to it. And I, I don't mean be to be—I don't mean to be rude, but let me make this comment, and, and, and you answer it in the context that, that what would you rather seasoned NOPD officers moving to the sixth and the seventh, or state troopers? And that's the point that I'm trying to make. I I, I recognize exactly where this has to happen. Mm -hmm. But it would seem to me that you had you would have no learning curve, you would have no issues, you would have, um, you know, uh, you wouldn't be facing the problems with a consent decree of who did what, when, why, and how, who's under, who's not under, because trust me, that issue is coming uh, as it relates to that. Uh, and if I had to flip the coin, I'd rather have, the, the folks that are within that organization with the institutional knowledge, working in the six, working in the seven, side by side with people that they know, they, they've grown up with in the organization. Uh, and I think they would be more effective immediately as, oppo uh, you know, as opposed to giving, you know, and, and if you allow the state police to mark, make their own mark in, in the French Quarter or, or some other piece of geography, um, that's that's the whole context of what I'm thinking is you, you got to put more people so, where these problems are. If they know well, they, they know those areas. There's no learning curve for these guys that you would move from downtown to the sixth and the seventh. So you need to be thinking in terms. This is going to be supposedly it's going to be a permanent troop. 
So the state police are permanently going to be embedded in Troop N, which is going to be the city of New Orleans. Crime in the city of New Orleans is worse in other parts of town than it is in the French Quarter. The state police, I believe, in my opinion, should not be anchored to a specific district. They should be able to be strategically deployed to assist in augmenting the public safety capabilities of the police department. So if the state police are going to be citywide, and the NOPD, of course, is responsible for citywide, it's going to force the state police and encourage the state police and the NOPD to be cooperating with one one another rather than silos. So if you just give the state police one area and say, you go take care of this and we'll take care of the rest of it, you're not facilitating, I believe, uh, the level of cooperation, communication, and coordination that I think that if the state police are given the general assignment of assisting the police department and reducing crime throughout the city of New Orleans, if they can reduce crime in some of the hot spots, that's going to impact public safety, not just in those hot spots, not just in those districts, but citywide. Some of the crime that's being perpetrated in the French Quarter are by people that go into the French Quarter from the 7th, from the 6th. So if you can arrest them and identify them uh, for offenses committed in the 7th District, that means that they're not going to other parts of town to commit crimes, including the French Quarter and all this. None of this, I think, has been decided. It's going to be assessed. But I think we need to be thinking of this in terms of not just what's going to be immediate, and we can transition from the the transitional plan right now into the permanent unit, because when the governor's sworn in, he's not going to be able to flip a switch and create no. a troop in. They have to hire no. people. They need to, to build it up. So I think that the process that's in place right now is looking at trying to assist crime throughout the city of New Orleans. How it's going to actually look like remains to be seen. But I personally would like to see the state police not be tied to one specific area, but be able to work with the police department to be deployed to address crime citywide. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll continue to disagree. Uh, That's having right. worked Having worked operationally with NOPD for a number of years, that doesn't work very well. It, it sounds great in theory, but in practice and in operation, it has never worked well. And I think if you talk to most leaders in in the metropolitan area that have engaged in task forces and stuff like that, it doesn't it doesn't bode well ever. And, you know, there's just too many cultural differences and institutional differences between the organizations Um, and the training's different. A whole lot is different. It's hard to bring those folks together. It kind of reminds me of a non-union union shop trying to meld those together and, and create a new culture, it doesn't work. It, it, it fails more than it, than it succeeds. And there's look, comfort I- there's comfort with an institution. Um, and if you look around the country where this has been tried of outsourcing uh, to other agencies, um, and I interacted with those folks a lot when I was in the uh, major county 
uh, Chiefs Association as well as the National Sheriff's Association because it was typically sheriffs who the, uh, was the municipalities were outsourcing to. It was all about geographic-specific activities and giving them a piece of geography because it worked better. They had tried it in any number of uh, mutations of this thought process, but it just it never worked really well. Uh, and it's well, you're just, the cop, you know, and I'm the former prosecutor. You may very well be right. Uh, you know, I've been married for 43 years. I'm used to being wrong. So uh, <laughs> I'm right there with you, baby. So we have that. So we'll see how this plays out. Yeah. <laughs> Although you've been married just, a, just you know about 12 years longer than me, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I may be holding out on some front still that you're not <laughs> hard-headed that way, I guess. We'll be right back. We're visiting with Raphael Goyadechi, president of the Metropolitan Crime Commission. Stay with us, folks. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 